Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances, well, they can be confusing. But you don't have to face it alone, and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. Now, today I want to continue in our series about four key steps that you can take to keep money in your family. Wouldn't it be nice when you went to buy something, you knew that when you were paying that or maybe even paying the interest on that, that money stayed all within your family? I like doing business like that. And there's a way that you can do that. One of the ways is to understand key financial concepts. And so we started that about two weeks ago. Well, actually, we started that almost 25 years ago because our goal is always to provide that insight so that you're grasping what those concepts are so that you can feel confident for every financial decision. And that's why I think there's a lot of people that aren't confident is because they're not understanding key concepts. And when you get to it where it's like breathing, oh, yes, I understand it. When I bring up a concept and you say, ah, I've heard her mention that one before. And you can say it better than I can and give examples of it. That's a wonderful thing because then I know that you're grasping it. And actually, that is the very first step. In order to keep money within your family, in order to make your own banking, family banking, somebody's got to be able to say, I understand how this money thing works. Now, second is, once you understand key financial concepts, Then we begin to create a plan and say, okay, now that we know how money works, how do we set it up? How do we design a plan that's right for your family? Because here's the deal. This is not a one size fits all. It's a strategy. And then you take that strategy and apply it to your family. I meet with clients all the time. And what I do for one family, which fits them wonderfully, is completely different from what I'm doing with someone else because we've got to take time to understand. You know, I just want to pause here for just a moment. You know, we've had a lot of new clients that are coming into the office. We're sitting down with them and we're going over what their aspirations are, what their goals are, who who are they most influenced by, and they're like, What does that have to do with their statement, Crystal? What does that have to do with rolling over hundreds of thousands of dollars? Oh, it has everything. Because when we can begin to understand who you are as an individual, what makes you tick? What do you want for your kids and your grandbabies? What is the big picture? When we can understand that and take time to slow down enough for the important things instead of the urgent things, well, then we can come up with a plan that's right for you. So if you take the key financial concepts that you now understand and you take a plan that's been specially designed for you because we've taken time to get to know you, then you begin to say, okay, now I've got this plan. What do I do next? Well, now you fund the plan. All right, well, how do we do that? Again, that's one of those steps that's going to be unique for your family. Maybe it's whether you're going to fund it through cash flow and then maybe you've got royalties coming in, you've got rental income coming in. We've got a slew of different ways that we can talk about. 
But what's important is it's got to be the right one for you. So yes, you learn the key financial concepts. Then you have a plan that's created just for you. Then you learn to fund it. And now this is my favorite part. Then you get to use it. You get to be able to say, huh, look at these resources that I have created in my family's name that when there's an opportunity that arises, you're able to access that money and take care of whatever that opportunity is, position yourself properly. And the same thing, if it's an expense that came up, an emergency, wouldn't it be nice to be like, oh, I'm bummed that I have this emergency over here, but look at this cash that I have that I can now be able to implement and take care of whatever that need was. I mean, there are ways let me just ask you this. Have you ever imagined what it would be like to go a whole week every day of that week and to make decisions not based on the cost of something? Make the decision if you were going to do something based upon the experience it would provide you and your family, what it would teach you and your family, the way that you would be able to interact, base it on things that actually really matter instead of, oh, I'd love to go do that but then it's gonna cost me this and I can't get out of work for that. And we can change that, you know, if we will push through on that. But the problem is, is it's just much easier to complain about it than really make a change about it. I heard this joke and I don't know all of it, so I'll just tell you the punchline. But it was basically about this dog that sits on the porch and and finally the guy turns to his friend, he says, what's wrong with your dog? And he's like, he's sitting on a nail. He goes. Why doesn't he get up from the nail? He goes, oh, he'd rather just whine about it than get up and move. Oh, is that like too hard? I hope not. I hope that that was encouraging because we can go through our life living paycheck to paycheck. We can go through our lives hating situations that we're in, or we can realize, hey, wait a minute. We actually have a choice. We actually can do something about it doesn't change overnight. It's not like, oh, I've decided to do something about it and voila, the next day there's a rainbow and fairies all around sprinkling pixie dust. Well, that really won't be what I wanted anyways. But the point of the matter is, is that if we will put a plan together and we will begin to say, I don't like the projection or trajectory of where I'm at now, I am going to move it. It can be done. I believe that it can be done. So really just as I guess, up to you, that you're responsible for your wealth or the lack thereof. Because if we begin to understand, wait a minute, we're not victims here. We can go out and change this whole thing. Well, then we can see the results that we want. So I'll get off. I'm realizing I'm preaching again. So I will stop preaching. The only reason I bring that up is because I care. It's because I think each one of us deserves to be able to be at our kids' soccer games. They get, we deserve to be able to be at the grandbabies and do all kinds of fun things with our lives. And yes, still be responsible and still work, but not have work be our master. And that's what I'd love to see you experience. One of the ways we can get that done is what we're doing today. And what, so I figure for the rest of our time today, which I know we've only got about 24 minutes left, I want to make sure that we take that time and we say, all right, with the time that's remaining, let's talk about key financial concepts. So last week we talked about the circle of knowledge, that there are things we know, things we don't know, or actually it was a couple of weeks ago, but we have a blind spot. And if we'll be open and say, I don't know what I don't know, 
that's when we can grow. And so we began talking about the fact that one key financial concept, that you finance everything you buy because you're either paying someone, right? Because you don't want to give them any, pay them any interest. But when you pay them that money, you lose the interest that your money could have made. So you're going to earn interest or you're going to pay interest, but we've got to figure out which one is right for you. So you do finance everything you buy, whether you self-finance or whether you're financing it through someone else. So we talked about that in quite detail. So I encourage you to go back to our YouTube channel, watch the other episodes. And then we talked about something which, for those of you on our YouTube channel, I'm going to switch, switch. Is that a word? I'm going to switch to the screen. There you go. Put both of those words together. Because I want to talk about three types of behavior. Now, the way that we act is based upon the way that we believe. If I believe something, it's because I actually think it's true. I don't have a thought, and I'm sure you don't have a thought that says, I'm going to believe this even though I know it's inaccurate. No, what we believe we think is true. And so we take actions based upon that and our behavior is the outward evidence of what we internally think. So think about that. If I really want to get to know someone, I watch their behavior. I watch how they're acting because that will show me what they're thinking because it brings forth fruit, right? There's the evidence. So there are behaviors when it comes to money. There is a spender, there is a saver, and there's a wealth creator. And yes, I can see a hand right now saying, but Crystal, you've talked about this before. That is correct. So talk along with me and see if you've mastered it because these things will bring you from those different places because I've lived all three. So I'm going to go to my screen right now. When you're looking on the screen, you're going to see a straight line. And I'm going to verbally walk through this so my radio friends can hear what we're seeing on the screen right now. And what happens in life is that there are three types, three types of behaviors that are out there. And I want to talk about them a little bit deeper. You can talk about the spender. Now, the spender is where they earn and they borrow and they live below the zero line. Now, I'm going to pause here for a moment. This is not a reflection of character of someone. Okay, so that's very important to understand. I've been here. I've been where my goal was just to get my nose right above the zero line again. Okay, many people, even the millionaires, multimillionaires that you meet, they say in studies that when someone uh, go, uh, before someone makes it really big, the millionaires with their businesses, their businesses have failed multiple times. So when you know that, you can say, okay, they know what it's like to be below the zero line. And in fact, when you listen to testimonies and, or people's story, what do you hear a lot? I was broke. I was at the end of my wits. I was in such a, a, an uncomfortable place. What did it make them do? Change their thinking, change their thought process, change their actions. So you have the, the debtor or the spender, and that's where they live is below that zero line. Very quickly, you have the saver. The saver, you save, you buy, and you live at the zero line. Now you might say, Crystal, the how can that be? You just said the spender was below and the saver's above, but yet they're both tied to the zero line. We've talked about this before, but if you build up a savings and then you have to empty it to meet a need, where does that put you? At the zero line. 
So the spender or the saver, while they might think a little bit different and have a little bit more discipline in different areas, they are still connected to the zero line. The goal in life is not to be in, this is my opinion, that the goal in life is not to either not be a spender or just be a savior. Saver. The goal is to be a wealth creator. And that's what we've got to have, those little adjustments, little adjustments that will bring big results. And the last one that I'm showing on my screen is the wealth creator, where they learned how to save, borrow, and buy and live above the zero line. So I love this screen because it shows all the little chicklets moving and it shows what many people go through in this country. It shows the money coming in, that lifetime capital potential coming in, shows it flowing through, shows that taxes get taken out of it, yes. And then it shows where the rest, the remaining amount is consumed and lost forever because they spend 100% of the income and they focus only on today. Now, some of you right now, I'm gonna pause. Some of you would say, I'm not just focusing on today and yet I'm at this place. Well, a lot of it was because of decisions made in the past that have put you in that place today where it is just getting by. So then you would question and say, well, if I'm still just getting by after 20 years, what has to change? something different. If we keep doing the same thing over and over, they said that's insanity. So then obviously just being faithful at doing that same thing over and over, that may not be the answer. So what is the answer? You have to begin looking outside and not just focusing in that doing what you're doing over and over. The spender, this is important, they have no collateral. You know, a lot of times people will say, oh, well, my net worth is blah, blah, blah. And you're like, rah, 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 rah. but when you talk about collateral, that's what impresses me. Now, what is collateral? It is the ability to say, I have this money over here that's growing for me tax-free with uninterrupted compounding interest that I can touch at any time. So it's not locked up. And you see an opportunity over there and you're like, huh, how do I make my dollar work multiple times like Crystal always teaches me? I can tell that opportunity over there, hey, look, I've got all this money, but I don't want to use mine. I'm going to use money over here from this company. I'll use your money, other people's money. I'm going to use that and that will help me buy that opportunity and mine stayed over here. Why can I do that? Because I have collateral capacity. I have something that company wants, and if I don't fulfill my obligation, then I have to give it to them. But if I fulfill my obligation, not only do I have my money, I have the opportunity that I use their money to get. When you're in a spender or debtor situation, there isn't collateral, and you're not able to do that. So these are things to help show you the difference between, and the debtor or the spender, they usually their only option for a major capital purchase is because is a credit card. So these are things to be aware of. A lot of people know that. This is what is most common out there. I shouldn't say that because for compliance purposes, I cannot prove that exact statement, but I can tell you that the nation is more of a spender than a saver according to statistics that we can research. So. 
when I look at this, I say, okay, so how do we move forward? Because the spender, as you can see on the screen, borrows and pays back plus interest. They're not making interest. How do we change that? That's where we become the saver. And as you look at this on my screen, you can see, oh, now I see a saver. There's multiple tanks that have already appeared because money's coming in, but not all of it's being consumed. Some of it's being put into investments and we could put some so that it can be into savings. So we need to understand when it comes to the saver, they save for the future. They try to save extra in a little account for the lifestyle expenses. They like to pay cash to avoid paying debt and interest. And they pay cash from savings, but they don't replenish it with the interest it would have earned. Okay, I want you to see that little area. So if I'm looking on my screen, what happens is there's major capital purchases that come. And when we say, oh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take that money out of my savings and pay for this major capital purchase, because what is a major capital purchase? Anything you can't pay in full with the money from one month. If it takes another month to help pay for that thing, that's a major capital purchase. But if you can pay for it out of the cash flow of that month without robbing Peter to pay Paul, without taking money out of your 401k, without touching your savings, that might not be a major capital purchase to you. You were able to do it out of cash flow. What happens is the saver usually at some point in their life was a spender and didn't like the fact that they got charged 28% on credit card fees. And they made this little promise to themselves because this is what I did to me. I said, I am never paying interest again. And so because of that, then they pay cash. They take the money from themselves, give it to someone else, and then they squirrel and start building that back up but they never put back in the money they would have made in interest during that time. And so they borrow from themselves, but they cheat themselves the interest they could have earned. Play that back really slow. Let that run across your brain because the, these are just little tidbits that if you'll begin to apply them, make a difference. And then the last one we're looking at this is the wealth creator. And the wealth creator, they are living above the zero line and they are disconnecting from the zero line. So they save the amount that's necessary to yes, live for today and for tomorrow. In addition to that, they diversify among accounts to create capital. They want to create collateral capacity. And I'm gonna pause there for a moment. Collateral capacity takes time to build. It doesn't just happen. And I think that's why many people shy away from it and say, oh, I'll never be a wealth creator. I'm going to be happy just being a saver. But the wealth creator is what gives us the freedom to be able to say, huh, I've got options now. I'm back in control. Wouldn't it be nice to feel like you were back in control again, that you were calling the shots on your finances. But a lot of times because we're not promoted to think that way, because we're trained to literally make a paycheck and hand it over to everybody else, every institution, we gotta get everybody else paid except for us. Then we give up our control. But a wealth creator, they learn how they're able to make the purchases without giving up the opportunity on their money.
Say it again. They learn how to make the purchases without giving up opportunity on the money. If you look on the screen that I'm showing you, you will see that they use collateral capacity and they say, this is how much money I have saved over here. I see that opportunity and I'm able to go to the bank because what I saved is attractive to them and I can make more money on my money than what I'm gonna pay them in interest. So I'll borrow their money to buy the opportunity. Does that make sense? Do you see how that all flows together? But this all goes down to what? Our behavior, which goes to our beliefs. It's our beliefs on how we're looking at everything, whether we're going to be that spender, whether we're going to be that saver, whether we're going to transition, transition into a wealth creator. These are all choices that we have to make, and that's part of understanding key financial concepts. Well, what I'm going to do, I'm looking at the clock. We're just going to take a quick 60-second break, and then we'll be back with more Crystal Clear Finances. Although the strategy of borrowing against your house is widely accepted, is it really the most efficient way? Are you aware of the three potential problems of using your home equity to help pay for expenses or to take advantage of opportunities? Number one, no guaranteed access to the equity. Remember, you have to qualify to touch your own money. Two, structured payments. Once you borrow, you need to repay it. And three, although housing does trend upward, it's not guaranteed. At Crystal Clear Finances, we believe there are other, more efficient options. Call 518-433-7181 and schedule a free initial consultation and learn which strategy may be right for you. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. My name is Crystal Langdon. Such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for joining me. We're going on almost 25 years now. So hopefully as we've begun to talk about these key financial concepts, you're like, yep, got that one, got that one, got that one. And if you don't, I would encourage you to continue listening. And as always, you can give our office a call at 518-433-7181 and schedule a free initial consultation. So let's talk about where you're, you are at in life and where it is you want to go. Well, today we're focusing on key financial concepts. And, and I would like to, over the next few weeks, to continue to focus on this. Because yes, we can talk about the plan, and we can talk about funding it, we can talk about using it. But if you're not savvy with those concepts, then you become dependent upon other people to show you the way. And I'd like to put you in control of your finances and let you feel confidence for every financial decision. So let's talk about just one more area. We spent the first half of our program talking about behaviors, the spender, the saver, the wealth creator, which are really three types of mindsets that people have. And it takes time to break through from one to the other. And it's not usually a quick transition, but if you'll make the transition, it's usually worth the effort. So now let's talk about three types of money. Now, what I'm going to do is in front of me on the screen, it's a circle. And again, I'm describing it for my radio listeners where it says accumulated, it says transferred, and it says lifestyle. These are the type of buckets or money that individuals have. And let's talk through them. Now, the lifestyle money, people never come into my office and say, Crystal, 
I'd like to sit down with you and have you evaluate my lifestyle money. Tell me how I can trim back some, not spend so much. No, 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 no. What they usually come in my office and say, show me how to build my accumulated and reduce my transferred money so I can have more lifestyle money, which I am totally fine with. If we can find ways to help you transfer away less money, keep more of your money, and then position it in a way that it could possibly grow more for you so that you can have more lifestyle, I am all about it. I'm the one, you can give me a call. So, but we have to understand though, how this works. So lifestyle, pretty straightforward. It's everything you need to live, everything that you're using to meet the goals that you have in life. So let's talk about the other two areas. Well, the first area I wanna talk about is your accumulated money. Accumulated money is every dollar that you have saved or that you have invested that you are projected, okay, this is gonna give me X amount of growth. And when you sit down with a financial advisor, after they've done a financial plan of really getting to know you and dealing with more of the more important issues, not the urgent, then they should be taking a look at your statement. Once they take a look at your statement, that's showing them what you've accumulated. Now, I wanna just point out something. Remember a few moments ago, we talked about our mindsets and behavior patterns? Well, if I say that I wanna be wealthy and then I walk in and I hand someone a statement and it shows I have $50,000 or less or $100,000 or less, then it's going to show them my pattern of do I really believe and do I want it? What is my behavior? So I'm saying one thing, but the evidence of my statement is showing another. So if you're kind of wondering where you, you're at, look at your accumulated because that's what you've put away. That's evidence, a form of evidence of what you believe. So here's where I find we really can help individual. It's in transferred money. Now, I know you don't usually hear that with from a financial advisor. Usually it's like, oh, you're getting 9%. Maybe we can get you 10%. No compliance department. I did not say that. But usually the focus with individuals is they say, I need a better rate of return. That's what my problem is. Well, I don't think that's the only problem. It could be that, yes, maybe your positions, your assets are positioned incorrectly. They need to be allocated in different places. Maybe your lifestyle is a little bit too high compared to what you have for resources. But where I find most of the money that's hidden is in the transferred money. Because transferred money is money that you're giving away unknowingly and unnecessarily. Because remember, every dollar that you give away, you not only are giving away that dollar, but everything that dollar could have made for you. So when you're looking at transferred money, we've got to stop and say, okay, well, where is it going? Well, a lot of times when we'll look at mortgages, we'll say, okay, well, how are you paying your mortgage? Oh, Crystal, I've got a 3% loan, which is awesome, but I'm paying $1,000 more on my mortgage or $500 or $200, whatever the amount is, you know who you are. When you do that, is that the most efficient use of those resources? Why are you hurrying to a whooping? Because remember, when you hurry to pay off your 3%, 
Why? When you can find other places that you could possibly put that money and make 5%, 6%. So these are areas where you're transferring money unknowingly and unnecessarily because you're following the rules. Now, not only do we look at how people are paying for mortgages, but we want to look how they're paying for their education. Are they overpaying? Are they taking the wrong type of loans? What about taxes? Are you using the wrong types of vehicles that you're putting money in and now you're paying more tax than you have to? We look at how you're paying major capital purchases. That's another one. Major capital purchases, again, anything you can't pay in the first month out of cash flow is a major capital purchase. How you're paying for them could be transferring money away from you unknowingly and unnecessarily. So if we look at college plan uh, mortgages, and then we look at college planning, and then we look at retirement planning as far as the taxes, how you set it up, and we look at your major capital purchases, we have to understand there are ways we can stop pushing that money away and be more efficient with our resources. Well, I'm looking at the clock and realizing I am almost out of time again. I want to encourage you learn key financial concepts, gain that confidence, and give our office a call at 518-433-7181. And then join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and Alpha Star are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.